for podcast number two, I thought as a mental health expert, if you want to put quotations around that, you may. I would continue with topics that are considered off of the table in mixed company. As the saying goes, politics yesterday, religion and faith today, maybe sex tomorrow. If we can get through those three and you can still tolerate listening my comments, like most people who delve into politics and have some form of a belief system and most who have sex, it's kind of cool to get those things out of the way first so that we can move on to more significant matters of mental health. Yesterday's podcast was a charged and seemingly sacred disregard for a political system that I postulated was just frankly operating for profit. Well, keeping things Diplomatic, vague, ambiguous, and cautiously articulated so as to please the masses. Yeah, there's that snark thing. Today I thought I would delve into the spiritual and religious. Just a tidbit. So tidbit, if you will, it'll be hard to detect, I think, in today's podcast. Unless, of course, you're deeply intertwined into a belief system that, well maybe controls all that you do. As I do all of these things, keep in mind that it's just a professional of mental health and only one who is speaking, and that it's possible he is operating a bit out of step with the majority. And trust me, I've heard that before. As I like to tell clients from time to time, a majority of anything makes that thing statistically or mathematically normal. It doesn't necessarily make it healthy. Popularity makes something agreeable to the majority. The majority may not operate in health. I mean, democracy is ran by majorities, not necessarily the definitions of health. However, many might argue that too. There was a time when healthcare professionals, doctors even, of which I am not, stood by cigarettes as recommended, and the majority agreed. It may be normal to take a drive through the fast food restaurant and pick up breakfast, lunch, or supper. The question is whether or not what you're driving through and picking up is healthy. So, the majority can do it. The majority doesn't make something healthy. And the majority of people believe in something. The overdosing of caffeine. That's pretty popular. Coffee shops are everywhere some within blocks of each other, enough to stay open for years and years. And to be clear, I've already finished my first pot of coffee. That's a majority view too. These majorities are not equitable to health. Is that to say that all behavioral health professionals agree about what defines health or defines sickness? No. Many have debates over what the criteria is of this mental illness or that mental illness. Some even create mental illnesses and have their own paralleling criteria matching what the DSM might say, even though the DSM doesn't hold their label. All of that and all of this to say that therapists have implicit biases and so do you. It's the nature of the word implicit bias. Now, with all of our Human equality duly noted, the nature of implicit bias fitting to us all. I'd like to say that this podcast is about offering out-of-box views of things that often create the binds of all-or-nothing thinking, whereby many, not all, many illnesses emerge. Double binds and all-or-nothing? 
Sure. When something has to be one way or another, by an absolutist view, this will work amazingly well with a group of like-minded folks. The absolutist view will not work so well in the blending of disagreeing parties, however, such that all-or-nothing thinking is the bind. People must agree or they somehow are discardable. There are many forms of discarding, which I'll address in a moment. For the human experience, two parties lose in this view of all-or-nothing thinking, such that one is discarded. The absolutist view who is right, looking down upon the disagreeables, is wrong, or maybe it's generously seeing they're ill-informed. Maybe they need some help. Maybe they need some education or prayers. How does this abide this idea of rejecting disagreeables? Well, even the politically correct rejection of a disagreeable isolates. At some point, a majority, where agreement exists for sure, will deem itself as the norm. And then those non-conforming ones appear. Non-conforming is not a new phenomenon, even if the word is old. You see, once, and frankly still in many parts of the U.S., many mental health experts, quote-unquote experts, thought that gay was, and still do, sick. And to be fair, many gays think polyamorous is sick. And then there are those Christian ones who think anyone outside of the circle are damned to hell for everlasting. Interesting how much they all have in common, huh? Moving on from the desired and undesired majorities of carrying kinds, the tree hugger, the animal lover, the beef lover, the veggie lover, and what one client once called a granola lover, those are the ones that seem to have it wrong? Or is it those other ones that seem to have it wrong? Moving away from this idea that you are wrong and I am right, an injurious divide outside of the context of safety. I mean, when one is unsafe in the literal, surely something is wrong or someone is in this regard. But all people believe in something, and almost everyone believes in something that they cannot prove. Usually the unproven belief is defensible and justified by its holder. It sort of goes like this. Yes, but let me explain. So is paying too much for an automobile or a credit card. These are justified and these are explainable. Believing in nothing is itself a belief. A belief that the light will turn on or off is a belief. Believing in miracles and life after death or circular body of reincarnation in heaven or nirvana. It's all a belief and depending on how you look at it, it could be pretty good stuff. From meditation to mindfulness to prayerfulness. They have so much in common, even if they attempt to say they're different. It's finding meaning, and it's a way of finding meaning. Believing that the Spirit, or a Great Spirit, or the Holy Spirit, or Grandma's Spirit, for that matter, it's just a way of creating meaning, as all models of faith do. So like it or not, not everyone will agree with what you believe, and like it or not, they don't have to. There are times when a belief is enforceable in some power differential, to be sure, and that is when there is literal safety at stake. That is, outside of actual safety, everything is negotiable. Believe as you will, believe as you want. What might be the next challenge in issues of right and wrong, good and bad, join or be damned thinking? Well... I'm guessing it'll be this idea of perception. 
I heard it said many, many times, perception is reality. To be very clear, that's false. Is perception actually reality? Uh, That's a future topic to consider. So, how would a podcast such as this one assume to wrap up the controversy in the belief about who is good and who is bad, or what is God and what is not? Well, if what you believe is helping you thrive without the disregard or the dismissing or the minimizing of the lacking of another, then believe away. If what you believe is helping you while disregarding, dismissing, minimizing the lacking of others, it creates an us and a them the very definition of a divide, which will isolate and therefore harm someone. This too can change. And for today, this is my voice.